Marvel Cinematic Rewind, a podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this week's episode, we want to ask you to follow us on some form of social media. We are at MCU underscore Rewind on both Twitter and Instagram. And we would love it even more than that if you gave us some kind of rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Uh, And then right after you give the rating, go tell two friends and have them tell two more friends. I know I've done this bit before, but... I'm thinking eventually it'll happen, so so do that. Uh, also, if you ever want to send us an email, uh, we are mcrewind at gmail.com. And with that out of the way, today we are finishing up our rewind of Ant-Man and the Wasp. So this is the last third of the film. It's from an hour 14 in to the end. So this is from Scott fighting Ghost to the end of the movie. Oh, and just a reminder, if you forgot, this movie premiered July 6th of 2018. And as usual... Here's our rundown of the episode. Through the art of misdirection, Scott distracts Ava long enough for Hank to get into the lab and use the quantum tunnel. After he gets in, Hope and Louise shrink the lab and leave. Unfortunately, Sonny Birch and his henchmen arrive to get the lab. There's an intense chase through the streets of San Francisco, filled with shrinking and growing shenanigans. Eventually, Birch uh, gets a lab and escapes onto the best mode of transportation for any escape, a whale-watching tour boat. Scott is able to grow to enormous size and retrieve the lab. Unfortunately, he is too big and passes out in the bay, and Hope has to dive in to save him after giving Luis the lab. My question is, how many times will I say lab in this uh, uh, summary? We'll find out. Easily, uh, Ava easily defeats Luis and grows the lab right on Fisherman's Wharf. During this time, he has traveled to the qua- uh, Hank has traveled to the quantum realm and retrieves his long lost wife, uh, Janet. Back in the macro wa- wa- back in the macro realm, Janet uses her new quantum energies to stabilize Ava. Outside the lab, Sunny Birch and his henchmen are caught by Dave and Kurt. After Scott's huge display, he uses sleight of hand to escape Jimmy Woo and the FBI. He races home and is able to beat the feds and be released from his, uh, oh, I didn't write to finish that sentence, and to be released. (laughs) (laughs) At the end, uh, we see a montage of all the good uh, people living their happy lives, while Foster refuses to leave Ava behind, despite the evil she did. In a mid-credits scene, Scott becomes trapped in the quantum realm due to Hank, Janet, and Hope becoming dust. In a post-credits scene, we see a giant ant playing drums while the emergency alert system message on the TV signifies the world is in crisis due to Thanos' snap. So, how many times did I say lab? Uh, I counted three, uh, but I, I only started counting once you oh. said how many times would I say okay. lab. I definitely said it at least five times before that. I did not realize how many times I said lab, like wrote down <laughs> the word lab. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Next stop, Cavity Town. Right on, little dude. You got super speed. I do? You didn't see that coming? Um, I'm going yeah. to start with the title. No. No, oh, with the okay. title, which I know you don't okay, cover. Okay. All right. That's true. That's true. I always forget. Like, Tony, it's not until you say you're going to start with the title that I even think about it. Yeah. I forget well, every time. You know, the third time I think of a third reason why this is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ooh, uh, well, this is called Ant-Man and the Wasp really because it's an anagram of a phantasm want end. Because Janet is basically a phantasm in the macro realm and wants to end it 
and be brought back home. So. Okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't think you'd be able to tie it together, but you did. I, I really did. I, I approve. I like also, it. Also, that's actually too. It just occurred to me the second reason. A ghost, another name, Phantasm, wants an end to her suffering. She wants Ooh. to uh, be healed. Yeah. Um, I, I guess she, she wants a specific end to her. Like she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't want... want to die. Janet or yeah. Ava. This works for both yeah. of them. It's multi-leveled, Al. That's how we have a good title. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, true. Yes, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, well, then I'm going to jump in before you take any other ones. Um, so I actually have three. I've got quite oh, a few. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I so only first have two, one... so go. go. <laughs> all right, well, let's see how many of these you say are real. Uh, so the first one... <laughs> The first one isn't good. Um, the action scene, it, it ends in Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Famous area in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, you were going to add. Aspect. Do you want to add some uh, more details? Because I do have a problem with that part. Oh, uh, also, I've been there with Tony. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, um, okay. They run to Fisherman's Wharf, and that's where they have the whole ant scene. Mm-hmm. But uh, and Scott jumps in there. But later, everyone arrives to where Scott jumped in, and they're by Pier Thirty Nine, which is you know a little distance. Like it's not the same place. Listen, movies can't get that stuff perfect. They can't always film where they want to. It's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> no, that wasn't right. an Easter egg because that's just your personal experience. But continue. No, it's a fast fact. It's a fast fact about me. <laughs> uh, all right. So the second one is uh, the Stan Lee appearance. So definitely mm-hmm. the Easter egg. Yes. Um, so we see him, there's like a you know drive-by, his car gets shrunken by hope, and then he says, mm-hmm. and I quote, well, the 60s were fun, but now I'm paying for it. Uh, and then, um, just adding to that a little bit, Ant-Man first appeared in the comics in January of 1962. So the 60s were fun, and now he's paying for it, because yeah. now Ant-Man, so yeah. Uh, fun fact, in 1962, when... Stan Lee, uh, you know, co-created Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was already 39 at the time. Yeah, he was in his 90s. I don't know how deep in his 90s, but he was in his 90s when he passed. Yeah, yeah. But but if you think about, like, from that perspective of, like, that age, like, I'm not 39 yet. I've still got a couple years. Um, like, cool. So I've, I've still got, <laughs> I've, I've, you, you've still got time to, to do whatever you want, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, yes, I agree, Alan. <laughs> also, he started doing comics right after like world war ii so that was like 20 years beforehand so he already uh, was true yes <laughs> i mean i don't know successful because like there are plenty of comic artists who are not like as famous as stanley but i would say mm-hmm. most of them um but yes. uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um talking about the 60s i'll jump in with mine uh the history of janet van dyne mm-hmm. um We'll start with Michelle Fiverr. Uh, mm-hmm. She's famous for many things, but her nerd cred is uh, mm-hmm. she played Catwoman in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamia, or Lamia, I can't remember how she pronounced the name because I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Uh, Stardust, a fantasy movie based on a Neil Gaiman novel. And uh, Claire in What Lies Beneath, which is, I remember, as the Harrison Ford ghost movie <laughs> from the 90s <laughs> or early 2000s. Um, but uh, Janet Van Dyne, the character, originally premiered in uh, June of 1963 in Tales to Astonish number three. Um, also, I'm just going to, I just copied 
two paragraphs from the wiki because I just love how ridiculous Marvel superheroes' lives are, especially long-running ones. So I'm just going to read these <laughs> two paragraphs from the Marvel wiki. Okay. And, and this is the Marvel Comics wiki, right? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Janet Van Dyne is a fashion designer and socialist who acts as a winsome superhero known as Wasp. In order to avenge the death of her father at the hands of an extra-dimensional creature, she was exposed to the size-altering Pym particles and was biologically modified by Dr. Hank Pym, the tiny adventurer Ant-Man. As the Wasp became Pym's crime-fighting partner, having the ability to shrink in size, fly with synthetic wings, and fire energy stings, Alongside Pym, she was a founding member of the Avengers, being responsible for suggesting the name of the group. The Wasp eventually married Pym, but the relationship turned to be a tragic experience after she became a victim of domestic violence. Having weaponized the pain of her hurtful divorce, she has become one of the most prominent Avengers, efficient and empathic, empathetic Avengers leader. During the Skrull invasion, the Wasp had her powers tampered with due to the final attack for the aliens in the form of a living bomb. Her apparent demise was followed by the end of the war. She was later found lost in the microverse by the original Avengers and had resumed her superheroic career. Hmm. So, wait, so so she just shrinks at will? Yeah, like uh, apparently. Oh. Yes. All right, cool. Never noticed that. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't do it in the sh- the movie. Um, well, right. No, no. I'm, I'm saying like in the comics, I, I never noticed that. Granted, I didn't read a lot with her in it, um, but I did actually read the run when when she came back, essentially, like got back from the, the what was the it, the micro realm? Or mac- okay. Yeah, the microverse. Macro, yeah, macro, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, if you read that, who knows, like in these two paragraphs is covering like probably like 50 years of comics. She might have oh, lost yeah. that ability. <laughs> I didn't read her whole wiki page because it's long. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's right. You know, superheroes do lose their powers. Like that's that's a story that'll eventually happen to every every hero in in a comic book, right? Yep. Except okay. for Batman. Actually, he did lose his powers because his powers is just like his body, and he broke his back, or he has yeah. back broken. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to our oh. heroes. Oh, what you have oh, another hey. one? Let's rewind yeah, have, back to. Oh, I'm sorry. Our fast facts. That's okay. That's all right. Um, so uh, th- there's a scene where uh, Luis and Hope are they're driving. They're in a car, uh, and Luis says to Hope like that that he would love a suit. He wants mm-hmm. to have one, uh, which is hinting at what I'm pretty sure was the original title of the third film, Ant Man and the Wasp and Luis. Yeah, um, we'll talk about it now. This is, I was going to bring this up in twelve percent of plan, but we'll talk about it now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He says he would want no powers or minimal powers. Let's give him powers. Mm-hmm. What powers would you, would make sense to give Luis? Oh, <laughs> okay. Not just shrinking powers. Maybe that could be part of it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what would be a good Luis power? I mean, you also have to think about, like, what are the other things that Hank can essentially give to a person, right? Because mm-hmm. we know he, he can give the, the grow and the shrink. Uh, he can give wings. He can give mm-hmm. lasers, I guess. Yeah, he can um, give the ability to communicate with ants. Yeah, to control ants, not yes. to communicate, right? Oh yeah, he, they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hmm, that is a oh, that's a good question. All right, let's talk about it later. I'm gonna think about it. Okay, okay, I'll bring it I'll back up in twelve percent because I have it. All right, all right. those notes. Okay, perfect. All right, all right. Let's, now let's move on to our heroes. Okay. It is one thing 
to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said I mean, you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Prove it. Prove what? That you're Peter Parker. I don't carry an ID with me, you know, it kind of defeats the whole anonymous superhero thing. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Uh, Scott versus Ghost, right at the beginning. Yeah, I um, that fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is more of a ghost question, but we're here. <laughs> Scott gets punched through a wall at full size. Mm -hmm. Does she have super strength as well? Is that just like a default? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Scott guess, doesn't have yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he doesn't. I mean, especially like when he's normal human size, yeah. right? Like my, my assumption is that that suit is just there, that, that he's wearing. It's just for him Taking, to... growing and ant control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, right? It's just got some of that stuff built in. Mm -hmm. um, and it's nice to have a superhero costume. So yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good point. I guess, are we meant to assume that the suit has some other power? But if we were to ignore that, right? Like, is it, is it? Actually, no. Well, let's ask that question, right? Because Hank Pym used this in essentially, not, not this exact suit, right? Because this is like mm -hmm. a prototype or something. But he used suits like that in the, I already forgot, the 70s, 80s, when he was a at S.H.I.E.L.D. 89 when... is when she disappeared. So I assume through, throughout the 80s. And he was okay. already Ant-Man. In what was that seventy three, when they go back in Endgame, like we see, uh, he has a pin barnacles. We see the old style Ant Man helmet, so I assume he'd been doing it or at least starting the experiments. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he was doing superhero stuff, but he was at least creating. Tech. I think it's seventy six. Yeah. Anyway, but okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was in. You're referencing Endgame. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, maybe there is something in the suit for, like, protection. Maybe it's not bulletproof, because never once are they shot, right? Are, are they are either Scott or Hope hit with a bullet, right? It never bounces off, so they're always dodging. Um, um, again, we talked about this last week. I haven't rewatched this movie. <laughs> does, he ever do, does he ever get impaled or, like, cut or something in Quantumania? I don't think so. Okay. No, I think the so I only... know he gets beat the crap out of by Kang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the only thing I can remember. Yeah. Like, uh, oh no, no, uh, that's not true. He gets shot up like crazy when he's when in the quantum realm he grows giant size to to that scale, right? And then all of those guns are shooting at him because he's like walking up to Kang's fortress. Yeah, then, okay, but yeah, I know scale doesn't work because they're quantum. But let's say they're it's regular, where yeah. si they're regular size mm -hmm. people, like using that. Yes, when you grow to that size, is your rubber nylon whatever suit now like six inches thick? So maybe it wouldn't even go through regular stuff. God, maybe. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> a good point. Because I, I have always wondered that, like, ever since seeing that scene, I'm like, how is he taking that many bullets from Kang and, yeah. and he's still and alive? And then okay, there are also energy weapons, which is iffy in my understanding anyway. So it's like, uh -huh. if it's hitting something that big, is it just dispersing? Is it, like, maybe not bulletproof, but energy absorbing, possibly? I like, That's true, yeah. There's so many possibilities. <laughs> yeah, all right. 
Um, anyway, going back to your original question. Yeah. Is Ava superpowered or super? Is strong? Ava superpowered? She might be. Yeah. I, I, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I, I mean, mean, she could be have super soldier serum because she worked for shield slash Hydra. Like, so the I mean, Hydra yeah, version that, that, um, they, they Bucky got. Oh, <laughs> so my, my theory, I always, cause they never really said it for certain, mm-hmm. right? Like I thought Bucky got a version that the Russians made when he was the winter soldier or Hydra. He actually got experimented on during world war two by uh zola okay so oh okay so that is exactly what it was okay yeah i mean at least that the, scene we see yeah that that scene we see him picking him up and then the the fact that like he survives and stuff and then they brainwash him but i don't think they give him new serum yeah but he was definitely experimented on probably to replicate Erskine stuff so then why why would ava why would whoever in shield slash Hydra modern day have access to any of that. If they had access to that, they, they, there would be other people. Because in 1991, they stole the blood we see in civil war and made those other super uh, soldiers that, uh, that, uh, uh, Zemo kills that we never see in action, but we see in the flashback. So they have it. I guess. I, you know, we'll, when okay. we'll get these answers <laughs> in Thunderbolts when they all sit around and realize, hey, we're all super soldiers. That's a good they, point. Yeah. Because they just made all of them super soldiers. None of the, like, I mean, she's the most interesting villain power wise in that lineup, mm-hmm. if I remember, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because uh, I'm trying to remember the, the lineup, right? So we've got the, uh, the, um, well, we got Bucky, uh, we got mm-hmm. her. And now I'm blanking on names. We got the we got the Russian guy, the Russian Captain America. <laughs> yes, uh, and then Alexei. Uh, yeah, Alexei. Okay. Yeah, we've got. I, I just pulled it. We've up. got. Oh, U.S. So agent. Go for memory. I'll go ahead and I'll okay. tell you. Yeah. All right, U.S. agent. All right. Yep, John Walker. And I yeah. feel like there's a fifth one, but now I can't remember. Oh, oh no, we, no. Um, uh, the new Black Widow, uh, y- Yelena. Yelena. Um. Yeah, also, okay. uh, Taskmaster. Is on the team. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, All right. And so you've got they, three. Oh, sorry. There is. They are introducing Sentry, who was going to be Stephen Yun, and I know he just got had to drop out. So I'm going to look up. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot about that. The yeah, because that that all just was announced like a week ago or something for us. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> Do you know? Unless you know Sentry's real name. Uh, not off the top of my head. I'm going right. to say Steven. Nope. <laughs> Although the good guess, good guess, because there are a lot of Stevens. Stephen Strange, Stephen uh, Grant, Stephen, <laughs> Steve Rogers. Well, yeah, but specifically Steven, not Steve. Uh, Lewis Pullman, uh, is been cast as Sentry. Um. That was my second guess. Uh, he's, ca- like, they just give his, uh, civilian name on IMDb, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's probably Robert Reynolds, because that's the character he's playing, and that sounds like a superhero name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But he's Robert. Ah, okay, alright. I know next to nothing about Sentry, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I know just a tad bit more than you, yeah. I guess, yeah. Just, just the basics and all that. Okay, cool. 
Um, right. Yeah. So uh, back to this. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Scott punches Abe in the face and uh, goes to uh, like this is during the chase. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, shrinking and growing uncontrollably. And I actually, when one of my trips to San Francisco, uh, I didn't know this at the time, but I saw them filming this scene. Oh, uh, oh cool. Yeah. Uh, they had, it was just like driving by and we, it was closed off and like their cameras, we didn't know what it was. But mm-hmm. uh, the scene where he's like on the truck with the scooter, they had a uh-huh. truck and I didn't know why. They had a truck rigged at an angle. So the front was getting pushed down. And driving down the street, and it's like I didn't know that they were going to see G Ant Man into it. <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay. oh, okay, yeah. So they did some stuff on location, at least uh, that, and some of this chase. Um, I did not see Giant Pez. Now looking back, I'm very disappointed because oh, then I would have known right. what was happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I can put that in Easter eggs because if the fact that you've been to San Francisco uh, mm-hmm. was an Easter egg, I probably could have put uh, it there. To, oh, fast, to fast. Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, oh, I've been well, to Fisherman's yeah. Wharf. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The resident, Al, Al flew in off the coast and then just went to Fisherman's Wharf, flew back out into the bay, or rode back out in the bay and flew out from there. No, I mean, I've also been in San Francisco. I just oh, don't yeah. see why that would be a fast fact. Like, that makes no, no sense. Just, it's <laughs> that's a city. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um... I think the best moment in this movie, for me, for me, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. my favorite moment is Scott calling the ants and the seagulls just snatching them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, was, that was great. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. it took him a bunch of tries. Um, I, you know, and I actually kind of liked how how in the script, because like normally it's, oh, no, we have this problem. OK, we get past it. And now it's no, never a problem again. Right. Like mm-hmm. in, in this in, in the film, like, oh, he finally gets onto an ant and then he, he goes out. And then Siegel still still takes even that one away, and he has to deal with that problem. Yeah, I I that's one of the things you know. My favorite things with superheroes is like them just being heroes, or them in like encountering problems you would like caused by their powers, like this with the ant <laughs> thing, and just like can't get out there. Spider Man when he runs out onto that golf course and realizes he can't swing in Homecoming. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anytime mm-hmm. Wolverine has to go through a metal detector. <laughs> Yeah. Hilarious. Yep. I mean, so yeah, obviously this tickles my funny bone in a way that the rest of this movie, not always. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to like bypass the whole uh, uh, chase, but that's more of a wasp thing. Is there anything else with uh, Ant-Man that you want to talk about with uh, chase? Uh, no, because like he's really just like he's a very small part of the chase, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's just like the part with the the bus that you mentioned, and that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he grows to previous episode. He says top height was what sixty something. I guess yeah, I thought it was fifty something, but yeah, something like that. Okay. So he grows to between eighty and eighty-five feet tall in this one because they say in the news report that Jimmy Woo sees that's like mm. uh, I think like that's the at the bottom of the screen, it's like eighty to eighty-five feet. So, but that's him. Is that eighty to eighty-five feet above the water? Oh no! I 
Well, how I would think they that know? is how tall it is, he is, estimating. And then they know mm-hmm. how deep the bay is. Like, that's an okay. easy... I, I assume that's an easy thing to look up. Not that I've done it, because I'm not going to. <laughs> I will look yeah, up yeah. Century's real name, but I will not look how deep the San Francisco Bay is. All right, okay, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, then in that case, yeah, cool. New record, 88 yeah. to 85. But we see why just doesn't round off. high. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Good for him. New record. Yeah. <laughs> How does he, Al, mm-hmm. set the suit up like that, giant, and then without him in it? When he's doing the misdirect with Jimmy Woo. Oh, so my assumption was that he gets in the suit, and he stands against the, the wall, and then he shrinks himself to get out. How does he shrink himself without the suit? He hits himself with one of those thing, like the the whatever you call it, the the little discs. Yeah. Then how is his (laughs) underwear small? Because he runs away in his underwear. Yeah, because it gets him, not the suit. Ah, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, see, see, because of his clothes. Yeah, he has to take the suit off. And then he grows the suit, yeah. And then rigs it up to stand up there. I it maybe the suit is just that rigid and it holds itself up. But then it collapses long enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Long enough. Long enough. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. But no, you've got a good point. I did not think about that one. Yep. We broke the movie about shrinking people. Shrinking and giant people. This is yep, the one logic flaw in the whole thing. Listen, every superhero movie always has has the one, right? Yeah. Like, at, at least one. No, ma- no matter what. No matter how good it is, there's always at least one. What is it in Iron Man 2? Uh, let's see. Iron Man 2. Um, the problem is uh, that... Uh, Vanko, after being pinned against the wall with the mm-hmm. car, he was still able to like attack and stuff. I don't, I don't think he would have been able to. Yeah, he did get hit by a car like four times. His pelvis should have been shattered. You're right. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. he's not super. I know. And, yeah, exactly. I know you can say like, yeah, sure, he had like stuff on, but like not enough to protect his his you know that that bottom half of his body. No, yeah. he's. He shouldn't be able to attack. Mm-hmm. I actually agree with you. <laughs> like, I know you're joking, but it's like, no, he was wearing regular pants and like no shirt and a harness. Yeah. And you thought I was just going to make something up. No, yep. no, this is, yep. this is real. Yeah. That's the one in that movie. That movie only has one. Some of them have multiple, like I said, but that movie specifically only had one. Okay. Should we just go through the rest of Marvel and just one by one? Uh, you know, we can say that for a scroll episode, I think. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Cause it, you know, we've got a lot. So yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So he gets dinner with Jimmy Woo in Quantumania, right? <laughs> There's like uh, a one... yeah, it's like a, a meal of some sort, dinner, yeah. lunch, something. Yeah, yeah. They they nice. they talk, they hang out. Yeah, yeah. So so at the end of this film, after after Jimmy Woo like lets him off, right? They they take the uh, the ankle monitor off of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has that whole back and forth of like. Jimmy Woo saying he'll see him around. So, okay. 
yeah, I guess I guess you're right. That was a self fulfilling prophecy, is somehow. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that would be considered a self fulfilling prophecy. I think it's like, hey, let's you save the world. You want you want to go get lunch? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, I, as I was saying, I was like, uh, <laughs> "That's not the right." Term. I really hope Tony doesn't call me out on this. Oh, okay. dude, how about we've known each other? Uh, yeah. I'm only going to call you out on it. <laughs> I know, but one of these days I'll get away with it, and then I won't be able to say anything because I know because I know yeah. I'll have to be extra vigilant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But There's yeah, hey. A... Uh, oh, sorry. But no, go ahead. I was moving on. But go ahead. Oh, same here. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, now now Scott's free. Yeah, after, yeah. what was it, two years of house arrest? Yeah. And so. then, not that he feels it, but then uh, instantly, or I think it's probably a couple weeks later, uh, mm-hmm. he's trapped in the quantum realm for five years. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that part. Five hours for him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah which is nice. I mean, nice he doesn't have to be in there for five years. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My thing is uh, that he wasn't imprisoned for an extended period of time in the third one. That's why the third one's not as good. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The he only prison arrested. he's he in is... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. yeah by I the guess... way, spoilers for the third Ant-Man film. That's uh... out on blue on 4K. In <laughs> fact, in fact Al, I'm not going to say, we're not going to spoil it, but I think at this point when this drops, we're good to spoil the Marvels. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I don't see why we would talk about it, but okay. Yeah, quantum okay. reasons. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, yeah. So Scott, looking looking good. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. except for the part where he's stuck in the quantum realm, but uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah, looking looking good. Yeah, uh, I have so many questions about their sending Scott into the quantum realm. Why don't they use a drone? Why don't they give Scott an ability to come back, like as a safety <laughs> thing? Yeah, it's probably good, like to to build something in. Um, I mean, maybe they can't, right? Like, that's a good question. Yeah, why don't they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, hindsight being what it is, being I think it's twenty twenty. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, it's really easy for something to go wrong and just get stuck down there. It literally happened to Janet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then they, they just send him back. Like they didn't even I mean, give him guess... discs. The one way he knows to get back. <laughs> That's true. That's how he got back last time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I have no idea how he was able. To... <sighs> okay, so obviously this time around things are different, right? Because they're able to talk to him. Because the first time when he went into the quantum realm in the first film. He was like, like it messed with his mind, right? He wasn't able mm-hmm. to do, like, to to think. Like he was only, he was only conscious, uh, essentially, like, like, um, you know, present in his mind enough to put the disc into his regulator and you know grow yeah. back, right? Um, so obviously, this time things are different because he's able to have conversations with people, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which also it makes it gets confusing from a time perspective because people are able to talk to him, or they 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 have a conversation back and forth. Then, then that's in in normal with, with time, our world time. Yeah. Oh not, yeah, not that didn't even occur time. to me at all. Yeah. Oh god, Shoot. time gets weird. Okay. 
Maybe, maybe well, wasn't. she warns. Janet warns about what quantum. Uh, it's not quantum tunnels. It's quantum it's, something. It's like, like time, time storms or time. Yeah, something time. Yeah. Time. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was actually close to it, and we've got trapped in there, and they wouldn't have been able to get him out for like. I think eventually he like because of the time stuff mm-hmm. he was able to get out, but maybe like it would have taken them three years, but he just drifted out of that within a five hours his time, five years our time. That's true. Yeah, maybe he did end up stuck with it. Yeah, that's possible. It's five doubt, hours. A lot can happen. Yeah, I doubt we're going to come back to this post credit scene, um, like mm-hmm. in our discussion. So I do want to okay. bring up uh, that when he's down there, and when we know the snap is happening the yellow lights of quantum energy starts flashing everywhere. And that makes <laughs> me wonder, it's like, hey, that probably has something to do with the soul stone down there, because we don't know what the soul stone does. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got no idea. I mean, I don't think that's it, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the mind stone then, because that's yellow. I yes. said soul stone. <laughs> yeah, soul's orange? I, I think it is interacting with the snap. I do think it is, like, because mm. it does start flaring around him. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about it yeah. um, when watching it, but yeah. Huh. Okay. It's protective in some way. Yeah, or it's just he's seeing the effect of it happening across the universe. Mm. Uh Oh! Okay, new theory. Um, okay. okay, this is a complete spoiler for season two of... No, 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 it's not. It's not a spoiler. Uh, this is a spoiler for season one of Loki, by the way. So, okay, uh, so if you haven't but, seen but it, what the hell's wrong with you? Exactly, yeah. So, <clears throat> by the way, we're going to talk about it. So, uh, as we see in the finale to season one in Loki, um, He Who Remains says to Loki specifically, like, hey... I did things to make sure that you got here to this point in time. Mm -hmm. So um, now that version of Loki being a variant because of the time travel, is it possible that he who remains made sure Scott Lang was safe in the quantum realm to be able to then come back and suggest time travel. And then they go back in time and then create that variant of Loki. So are you saying the flashing lights is he who remains like interference Sure, something like that. Okay. Maybe, maybe it's him interfering that way or interfering in some other way. Um, but yeah, why not? That's It's possible. Yeah, I that mean, one theoretical that's problem. a good head cannon. My other uh, theory is he placed the rat inside the van. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and, I like that one too. Yeah, off, off screen is just, um, <laughs> he remains to go, go, like, skirt, like, you can't see it, listeners, but I'm mm-hmm. like, doing that, like, hand the thing shoe. you do, shoe. the yep. shooing motion. <laughs> He's off screen doing it to the rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took him four tries, and then like there's a little bait now on top of mm-hmm. the buttons. Mm-hmm. Why he didn't just press it himself and time travel away? Uh, he knew yeah. we were watching because he's he who <laughs> remains. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, anything else for Scott? Uh, no, nothing else for him. Uh, this right. movie ends, and things are good for him for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the quantum realm thing. Yeah. (laughs) For a little bit. And then it just goes to to crap again. Like in his mind five hours later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Alright. Um So Hope. Mm Mm-hmm. Hope. Um So she's spending the the majority of, of this 
basically in an action scene, right? Yeah. So she's she's being chased by uh, Sonny Birch's people um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's got Luis with her uh, in the car, so he's offering uh, moral support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I this. I know I complain. I this is not my favorite movie. We'll talk about the rankings later when we do our um mm-hmm. our little game at the end. Yeah. But give it a score at the end. But I gotta say the action, just the creativity of the action, especially the wasp stuff in this movie, is like top tier. The pezzing people, the shrinking <laughs> the bikes, the flipping other cars by getting under the car, despite mm-hmm. the fact that there's no way the teeny tiny wheels could keep up with a full blown car. <laughs> That's that's one of the things that's like I have other questions, but okay, fine. Um, yeah, uh, you're right. Like uh, the the action, especially between um, you know, you've got Hope versus Ghost, right? And these are mm-hmm. two people with very different powers that are mm-hmm. are continuously using their powers to do cool stuff, right? Like we don't we don't usually get that kind of mashup uh, in in a superhero thing, uh, and. So it, it's just so cool, right? You see uh, shrinking to dodge and then they're coming back up to normal size. <clears throat> but then Ghost uses her powers to move out of the way or to punch or whatever, right? And it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, just the, the back and forth of it was was done really well. It's, yeah, really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, One thing I did, and I think inspired it, like I remember seeing clips of movies uh, with like a car chase in San Francisco. I was like, I did not know what it was from because I'd never seen the movie. It's from the movie Bullet uh, from mm-hmm. 1968. And it's like the one of the most famous car chases in history it takes place in the hills of San Francisco. And I got a little bit of that just flying off the the hills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably, I bet if I watched the, um, if I thought about it and watched more car chasings, there'd probably every car chasing that's not Fast and Furious takes inspiration from that. It's Fast and Furious. <laughs> It's just in a world of its own. Its own. It's completely original, mm-hmm. not derivative of anything. So De- definitely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So she gets re- reunited with Janet, her mom. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Like we don't have much to say about the action scene. Actually, no. I do have one other oh, thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Um. So there, there's a scene. There's a point where she's being chased by by Burgess guys. Um. And so. They they do that that jump, uh, and then they go to Tony. I always forget what what's that that super Lombard zigzag? Street. Lombard. They, they go to Lombard Street, in San Francisco, and so she shrinks the car down to miniature size, mm-hmm. and then all the the enemy cars, right, Birch's guys, they're all like crashing and everything. And Luis is in the car. He is freaking out. It's like yeah. ah, they're gonna crash. They're they're gonna kill us and all that. So they they you know one wrong turn or something or there's like rocks falling all over because they're hitting things and, and, and everything like Luis is right hope has absolutely no control over that part of the situation no like no. unless it's some um, vibranium car <sighs> but we, we have to assume it's not <laughs> yeah i mean why do we have to assume it's not i mean why how would he have access to vibranium? <laughs> you're right i'm sorry uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think at this point it's safe to say the only vibranium at this point in time outside of Wakanda and what we learn later uh, outside of uh, Talokan mm-hmm. uh, is in Cap's shield. Like that's basically it. And Jamaica. That's remember that's where. Um... 
I still disagree, but all right, fine. That's where Bushmaster fine. gets his powers right. from. Okay, all right, all right. <sighs> yeah, I just had a theory about that. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't uh-huh. know where Talokan is in relation to Jamaica, because we know they're both in the Atlantic. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. So it could be uh, influenced from Talakan's uh vibranium. Is yeah, influencing I the mean, flowers in Jamaica. Yeah, because we don't cause cause the people of Talakan are from Mexico. Let's see, some someplace the what was it Mexico? I, I I wasn't actually sure. It was someplace where the Spanish settlers showed up. Uh I have no idea what how many places they showed up to. Um but that's a good point. Yeah, if it is Mexico, then it's there's 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 some distance between yeah. those. But uh, you're right, the, the actual yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, it's in uh well the Yucatan and it's Mayan. Uh, they uh follow Maya uh Mayan people. Uh, okay. they live in well according to the MCU wiki, they live in the Puerto Rican tr- trench. Hmm. Okay. All right. Which, that's the- you could say that's close enough to Jamaica. Yeah, I mean, okay. Looking right. at this picture, if like I'm not okay, the trench is on the east side of Dominican Republic, so it's on the other side of Dominican Republic and Haiti from Jamaica. But you know, plants float. <laughs> could go over there. <laughs> I'm 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 double downing on this. Oh, okay, all right, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Janet gets reunited with Hope. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. After I, I already forgot, what is it, like thirty years? Just shy of thirty I think years. So eighty nine Yeah, well, yeah. I mean you have the timeline book, man. But uh oh. definitely she go- disappears in eighty nine, because we see that in the flashback in the first movie. Um and then this is released in twenty eighteen. Well the snap we know happens in twenty eighteen. So it's Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well actually we don't know. I assume maybe she disappeared in 88 because 89, the flashback is when Hank goes into shield and that's in 89. And that guy who ends up being Hydra says he couldn't protect Janet. So that could have happened the year before. Um, I will continue talking while Al is looking <laughs> through his Marvel timeline book. <laughs> yes, I, I, I pulled out the book. Uh, let's see. I, I think I'm close to it. All right. So we've got the 80s. Ah, here we go. So in 1987 is ah. when she gets lost in the quantum realm. Okay. So Janet okay. Van Dyne. So that's 1987. And then let's get to something. Uh, well, I guess 2018, right? The yeah, because we know when the yeah. snap happens. So Okay. Yeah, so, so yeah, 31 the, years. I mean, they rounded, I think they say they rounded to 30, but yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Long time. Long time. That was much easier than like estimating the age of <laughs> hope in the flashbacks mm-hmm. and this stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Looking yeah at I how... love this book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for a second edition when they add, you know, all of the stuff like. You know the defenders and and on all of that stuff, dude. I'm gonna be so happy when that book comes out. It's gonna answer so many questions. Even though wh- when, if and when that comes out, we will have defenders way in the rearview mirror. Oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will if, if they basically just keep adding like here's one new one of these MCU shows like every year. I'll buy each one of those. 
I'm fine with it. <laughs> I mean, I've been considering getting that one and then maybe buying, like, at the end of the Multiverse Saga. Then I will buy that version. <laughs> maybe at the end of a saga, if they keep releasing, like, new editions. Ah, okay. All right. Hey, just a reminder for everyone, this is the uh, Marvel Studios, the Marvel Cinematic Universe unofficial timeline book. So it was released by Marvel Studios um, as as the like official timeline of the MCU. I mean, you're doing it a little bit early, but do you want to just jump into the ad break since we're advertising anyway? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, yeah. Do we like, have anything hope... else for our heroes? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, again, hope doesn't get a lot of good yeah. screen time, right? So, ugh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. Excuse me, miss. You know anything about a lady blowing a hole through the roof of that blockbuster over there? Witness says she was dressed for laser tag. Hey, Tony. Today, we're talking about our friends at XCON's security services. Now, I know that you recently used them to secure your house. It's so safe now that you can tell everyone where you live, and you wouldn't worry about stalkers breaking in. Tony, go ahead and do that. Tell everyone your home address. Um, it's a area of North America. In fact, you guys know I live in Sacramento. I've said it many times. So one, yep. Sacramento, Sacramento Street. <laughs> And that's totally a real address. Mm-hmm. You see, the professionals at XCON Security Services can take your boring old home and upgrade it to what everyone wants, the home alone home. Every five feet, an unsuspecting trap. Is that door safe? No, the handle is super hot. It'll burn your hand. Are those chocolate-covered ants just for up for anyone to eat? No, they're normal ants that'll grow really big when you're nearby. So they're not What's normal the- at all, but continue. <laughs> What's the code to the safe room? Doesn't exist. You need to quantum phase to get into the vault. What does this button do? Just just don't press it. Don't press that button. With XCON Security Services, you'll be safer than you are without them. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get the Kevin McAllister upgrade special at no extra charge. What does that button do, Al? I need to know. No, you don't want to you don't want to press it. I, you right after this. Just... Guys, if this is the last episode, it's because I pressed the button. <laughs> <laughs> and died. don't want to know yeah you don't want to know what the special security button does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right let's move on to our villains i ask you to what end dread it run from it destiny arrives all the same it's funny isn't it how even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature what the hell does that mean that I am the ill intent. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. So, how many people did Ava kill when she grew the building at Fisherman's Wharf? God, I I wonder <laughs> that every time, right? Like, obviously, zero is probably like what they would have to say, but like. Yeah, that building people, just showed up out of nowhere. It's a people it's were a normal running, but there building. were still yeah. people in the area. Yeah, and it's not uh, Fisherman's Wharf because she grew it <laughs> up here thirty nine. Uh, yeah, which you're is right. like uh, it's like for people who've never been there, it's like one. It's the edge of the ocean. It's the, all the piers, but it's like maybe <laughs> the equivalent of like three blocks away. So it's not like a ridiculous distance, but also. It's not the same place. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's far enough that it's yeah. unreasonable to think that that they would have gone there. It's far um, enough that someone who's been going to San Francisco since he was a child it bugs him, and that him is me. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't bother me at all. I didn't notice. Um, but I went there yeah, like that building. Weeks ago. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, that building that like at a minimum that that like that hit someone right, gave someone a concussion. <laughs> Dude, it it's a building. It killed yeah. people. There were dead yeah. people underneath that. When they shrink in a few minutes, there are corpses or there is <laughs> tiny blood splatters, I, which was a person now on the bottom of that box. I I'm not imagining that that it's below because it didn't like fall on them. No, it 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 grew out. So it pushed. People. Oh, so it's on the edge. It hit a person like it, it pushed a person like fifty feet out. Someone went flying. People people went flying, <laughs> um, which really sucks. Yeah. It's funny, but it really sucks for them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, she goes in trying to get Janet. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that they installed her little box thing in there. Her little pod. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they, they put ghost's pod thing inside of, uh, yeah. inside of the building. Uh, I guess they just moved it. They, they had the... Yeah, they when? had it. Wait, what? What? Yeah, I mean, they, they had the the lab, but they never made it big. Oh no, they did make it big. That's right, because yeah. they they had to shrink it to start this whole whole thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like right, in yeah. the break between uh, mm-hmm. our second and third episodes covering this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Janet uses her quantum powers when she's back out to stabilize Ava. Um, I don't. Did, how did Janet know she could do that? I don't know. I I mean, obviously, she used those powers in the quantum realm, right? Because mm-hmm. she said being down there changes you. Also, I completely forgot about that. Like, I just did not remember <clears throat> anything about Janet having some kind of quantum power. Because we don't see that at all in, in the third film. <laughs> well, I, I would presume everyone in the quantum realm has that same quantum power if they come to the macro realm. So that's a good point. Yeah. And they're in the quantum realm for like 90% of that movie. Uh, True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably more. Yeah. Which Um, actually makes me wonder how did she know she could do that in the macro realm? Same question stands. I I think she could do that anywhere. I think, I think now that she's been in the quantum realm for that long, she can do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're even at the end, they're getting this quantum energy for Ava. He says, for our new ghost friend. Oh, you know, actually, that's a good point. Maybe maybe she used up all of her quantum power. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Bill and Ava, uh, like, leave together, and he refuses to leave her, um, despite the pain he caused, she caused, and they hug. And that makes me think, weeks later, I assume weeks later, is when the post-credit scene takes place. Uh, at least. Uh, he's definitely dust now, right? And Ava survived. So the trauma is still there, so she's not happy. <laughs> I've, uh, I, we, we have no idea. I, I mean, I we're going to find out in Thunderbolts next year. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, that's a good point. Like, we don't know. We don't know how much time we'll get with each of those characters, right? Like, their story since the last time we've seen them. Yeah, I mean, um, that's, that's definitely, definitely true. I'm... Mm-hmm. 
there's actually the characters I know the least. I'm actually the most interested in. It's like Ava, Taskmaster. There's the end of the list. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. we spend, yeah, everyone we else. spend hours with Bucky and uh, John Walker and mm-hmm. then Yelena. Yeah, Elena. Alexi. I'm excited to see more Alexi just because I like Alexi. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, we, we have no idea. Um, you know, usually there's like the one or two of the, like, the main characters of these, right? Like, thankfully, mm-hmm. it's not a huge list. It's not like, uh, it's not like we're completely learning about each individual character, like like a Suicide Squad movie or something, right? Um, I'm looking at the so. director because if it's Jake Schreier, I don't know what else he's directed. Um, because if as if he's as good as Joss Whedon was in the first Avengers movie, like giving everybody the view, it's possible. But that's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking up what he's done. If it's, there's anything mm-hmm. I've seen that he's done. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know yeah, what? Because he was the director of all six episodes of Beef, which is that. Oh, okay. Yeah, all just right. won. Mm-hmm. I mean, months ago now, uh, mm-hmm. as this drops, but won all those Golden Globes and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I have no idea what that show's about. Never saw it or like oh, a trailer. It is but okay, great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's about uh, Ali Wong and Stephen Yoon. Um, are in a road rage incident and they get mad at each other mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. keep escalating their beef with each other until it completely destroys both their lives. Okay. Is Over this... the course of years. <laughs> it's a mini series. Okay. Is, is this like a drama? Is it a comedy? What, it's what a dramedy. It's definitely has funny moments and definitely like, Oh my God. It's like it. Yeah. It's a dramedy. It's like, Almost like a cringe dramedy, just like oh my god, <laughs> why? Are, it's it's hard to explain, but it was really good. Okay, all right, and just just that. I mean, it, it has a decent mm-hmm. cast, but not a huge cast. Um, just that makes me excited <laughs> that he's the uh, the director. Okay, all right, cool. But this is definitely someone who's made quality stuff before. Got it? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see what cool. else he's done. He did a bunch of music videos. Uh, Minx, we cry together. I'm just like other stuff. I don't know any of the other stuff. He directed Paper Towns, which I oh, like. Okay. I hear I meant to watch decent thing. Yeah, I meant to watch it. I was like back in my college days. I was a big Hank and John Green fan. John Green wrote the book, um, mm-hmm. not because of the books necessarily, but because of the Nerd Fighter community and the Vlogbrothers YouTube stuff that they had done. But I read all their books. And I really, really enjoyed the his books. Um, for what they were. Oh, cool. I never saw the movie. <laughs> Long story short, I never got around right. the movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, anything else for ghost? Um, why at the end of the movie, why are she and bill running away? Like, what are they scared? They'll be taken by the cops. No one knows about them. They're just around. That is true. Yeah. The, um, the cops are really just looking for Ant-Man. Either kill or make a bunch of people fly away with a giant building moments ago. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's that, but <laughs> cops don't know that. They don't know anything about her. Granted, then again, I guess as soon as the police arrive, they're going to assume, hey, that's a person with a suit on probably involved in this, this yeah. superhero shenanigans. Yeah, and possibly, so, like, I don't know if she's completely done glitching or it's just more controlled, but once you glitch... Mm-hmm. There's a very genuine danger of Sokovia Accord stuff. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, cops not knowing if she's going to be attacking, they could also just start shooting. Yes, um, we do live in the United States. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully her powers, she phases through that, but I don't know. <laughs> she just lost the ability like... to phase, possibly. Oh, yeah, you're time. right. <laughs> it's like a... um. Barbosa, the villain in Pirates of the Caribbean, as soon as he becomes mortal, gets a shot. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that's right, that can happen now. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. It's it's like it's like, you know, when the power's out, you know, you have no electricity, you're like, all right, I'm just gonna go do this. Oh no, I forget. That's right. I can't use electricity. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. I'm gonna go do this other thing. Ah, oh, that's right, no electricity. Uh yeah. It's like that. Yeah, okay. Yep. You're just so used to it. I only have one note for Sunny. Okay. I don't think the stuff that they admit under the truth theorem is uh, admissible in court. I think they're going to get off scot-free and they'll be (laughs) up in some future Marvel thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have no idea if that is or is not admissible in court, but... They're um, under the influence. That's... Yeah, and... Yeah, I, I assume that any lawyer good enough can work that yeah, yeah, you're you're right, probably. And we also don't know how much more they, they say, right? Because I assume that the job of the police right there is to arrest them and then just, mm. like, put them in the car until they're done with whatever stuff here. Yep. So that stuff could have definitely worn off by the time they're getting actually interrogated. And at that point, they just lawyer up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. I, yeah, Sonny very easily could show up at any point for any future Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. And I hope that happens. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's all I had for Sunny. <laughs> you know, okay. Both villains, really. <laughs> all right. All right. So, guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. And I turn the corner and I see this guy drop his backpack. He's getting all in his face. And right before he's about to throw the first punch, Katie comes out of nowhere, steps right between us, and starts screaming the lyrics to Hotel California. What? It's the art of confusion. Works great on stupid people. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Yeah, so... Luis... Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I mean... No, there's nothing... <laughs> I was gonna bring that suit thing to the... We could talk about the suit thing. Like, what powers would we <laughs> give Luis? <laughs> yeah, sure, let's talk about it here. Alright, so what powers would we give Luis if he were given a suit by Hank Pym? Um... I've thought about this just a little bit because, you know, we've been talking. And the only thing that's come to mind so far is a button that he is told he can't ever press. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's mean. Now, of course, the button does something. and yeah. But he'll, he'll, they'll have to tell him, press the button, press the button. And I don't, I don't know what. Um, at a minimum, fireworks. You know, something, you know, lights, stuff come out uh, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to set this post-endgame, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. At this point, Scott has all these connections with Stark Enterprises, with Hulk, with the rest of the Avengers, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, he writes that book. He is the He's essentially the face of the Avengers at that point, right? Yeah. He's the popular one telling the story. Uh-huh. He's also thinking, who's the most reliable to tell someone of danger he's going to get some technology to give Luis to communicate with the rest of the avengers in an emergency without you know 
There's no Avengers leader. There's no one who's um, going to say no. This is a dumb idea. So every once in a while, when there's a big emergency, everyone through their earpieces, they're always wearing 100% of the time because that's how the Marvel Universe works, gets uh-huh. a Luis recount of what's happened thus far. <laughs> <laughs> and regret it. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of like like how we see like uh, you know characters, heroes go into some situation and they're like, all right, give me... Give me the quick rundown. Yep. Who are the who are the bad guys here? What's going on? Why am I trying to stop things? And, and then, then suddenly the music just, starts playing. <laughs> I like it. Okay, perfect. That's the best. You, that's the best possible power. I don't yep. know how that would actually work and be made, but I don't care. I just want to see it. Dude, how do most of these powers work or get made? Same way. Uh, <laughs> magic. Okay, cool. Magic. Yeah, yeah. Or science, I don't understand. Same thing. Same yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, that's it for Luis. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Hank. Hank is stuck in the tardigrade fields, right? Ugh. Later, um, Janet says, "Hey, they're cute, but they'll eat you." I uh-huh. think they're terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I have seen two shows, two th- pieces of media with giant tardigrades. This and Star Trek Discovery, both mm-hmm. times not cute. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yep. that's not all, all I have to say about Hank, but it's just like it bugged me. It's like, they're not cute. I know people like have <laughs> dolls and tardigrades, and you know the dolls are cute. And the idea of these microscopic creatures, adorable, but giant ones, <laughs> not cute. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got an answer to our question from earlier. Oh, he okay. gets out of uh, Hank gets out of the pod looking for Janet, uh-huh. and she heals him in the quantum realm. Oh yeah, you're right. She does because she put her her hands to his head. Yeah, huh. is this and this might be explained, and I just don't remember it because again, I haven't watched Quantum in a long time. Is uh-huh. this how she got popular with Bill Murray and the rest of the people? It's like maybe humans in the quantum realm absorb this energy, and she's able to heal creatures and people, but not everyone is. So she's even a superhero oh. down there. <laughs> Oh God! I I mean maybe yeah they could always retcon it and say yes sure yeah. why not that's always been the truth uh I don't think I, they say anything like that at all I mean like I said I completely forgot that she had any kind of yeah. healing whatever power um in in this film because she doesn't use anything at all in the third film mm-hmm. yeah that's true I mean her connections her super connections to uh, the people yeah. in the realm uh huh that's it hmm. um. What do you make of the hallucination that Hank sees in the quantum realm, though? Um, that's weird. I don't know. Just yeah, it's just standard, um, you know, self hate, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, true, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's just standard self hate. This is heightened self hate. <laughs> that's guilt. true. He he does think he's there. Yeah, he, he he's not. He's not able to tell himself this isn't real he yeah. thinks it's real yeah it's 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 harder um but yeah that that keeps him it would keep him there which i don't know why i don't know why that's what happened and like maybe that's also what happened to janet and by the time she somehow broke out of it she wasn't able to come well i guess she was never able to come back um yeah 
but th- that's that's the thing with she, uh, yeah, she was able to with, live a life with Kang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing with um, with Scott in the the first film, right? Like, mm. I guess he was close to getting to that, but he just kept thinking of Cassie. Okay, so Which, his love for mm-hmm. Cassie stronger than Jan's love for Hope. That's what you're that's saying. Ex- I was exactly <laughs> no, no, no. I, first of all, I was exactly saying that basic thing, except. <laughs> Janet never had the technology to go back. Ah. But Hank does have the technology. So Scott's love for Cassie is greater than Hank's love for Hope. Yep, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's a hateful man. I mean, he does love Hope, but I think he has less capacity for love than other people. Or than Uh, some other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's He's a full of himself type of character. Um, one last thing, which is the very mm-hmm. last thing we see with Hank in this episode, other than the post credit scene. So do you have uh-huh. anything else about Hank before I ask this? <laughs> uh, no, nothing. How long are Hank and Janet in that house on the beach before they get sick of having no electricity and no running water? <laughs> uh, obviously he's, he has some kind of portable charger that charge it's, it's future tech. It's sci-fi. It, it, they're, fine. The, they're fine. I, I just occurred to me. It mm-hmm. just occurred to me. Do they have to manually shrink their shit afterwards? <laughs> their poop? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to bleep that out. With the shrinking yeah, theme park. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, he has, like, obviously they're going to make changes to the house. He has an army of ants that can do work, right? Like, That's they were doing all that work on the quantum tunnel. So... Yeah, they'll they'll fi- they'll build something. They'll figure okay. something out. It'll, they'll okay. be fine. But yeah, in the meantime, there, there's some sacrifices they'll have to make to live comfortably. But I think they'll be okay. <laughs> or, or Hank won't like that, and they'll be there for like one night, and then fly to civilization with their little tiny house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Um. Okay. I we talked about everything I had for Janet, which is literally <laughs> just about her healing energy. So. Yep, exact same here. Yeah, I mean, she shows up right at the end, right? That that's pretty much it. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's uh, uh, move on. Oh, anything else? No, I was going to ask you if you have anything else, but no, I guess we're good. Let's move on. Twelve percent. Twelve percent of plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted. The heavy things. I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. I know, hours. I know, I know. You went to the Grand Canyon? He could have used your help. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Why is that giant ant still there? <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to turn it off. That's, that's Scott all I can has been do. home for a time. For like some uh, amount right. of time. Yeah, a couple of you're weeks. Just living with it's just like yeah. I really like that Ant's drumming. Just keep on keeping on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he named him James Antfield. I nope, I don't wait, get that. Uh, that's wrong. Nah. <laughs> nope, that's the wrong person. Uh uh. Great, now I have to look it up. Yep. Uh, um, maybe... No, ah, damn, alright. That, that, I knew it. Uh... Maybe the ant just, like... Scott's been spending so much time, like, away from uh, how home, now that he's not in house arrest, he hasn't noticed that ant is still there. 
That could be it too. Yeah. Yeah. Now that he's out, he's like, I don't want to spend yeah. any time at home. I've been here for two years. Let's go yep. everywhere else. He's probably sleeping. He's sleeping over at Hope's, wherever she is now. She's That's true. He's, sleep, yeah. he's sleeping over at his ex wife's house because they're all best friends and he gets to spend time with Cassie. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, <laughs> now, I think you and I, was it probably in the first episode? We were thinking, does Luis live there with him? So oh, yeah. Luis lives there and he's probably freaked out by the giant ant. Well, uh, he's, he's in the loop. He knows well, yeah. what's happening now. Yeah, but it's an ant. It's it's weird. It's gross. Like, oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I no, their relationship, yeah. all the people's relationship with ants in these movies, like Cassie's feeding that giant ant as a pet at the end of the first one, it bugs yeah. me. Yeah. No yeah, pun yeah. intended. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, same, same. It's, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. Ugh. That's a reason they're supposed to be that small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Also, I was like, with the ant sitting on the drum set, and then he's like sitting on his thorax, the bottom part of him. Uh, yeah. Like that ant does not have the body strength to do that. That ant does not have the strength to walk as the size he is. So never mind. <laughs> uh, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, pin particles fix all of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you have anything else for twelve percent? Uh, actually, I do a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah. So no one died. Except right, for like the people who got unscreened. killed by the building. Okay. Yes, other than okay. the people who were pushed 50 feet away. What about Ant- Antonio Banderas? And all of those ants that were eaten by those seagulls. Uh, yeah, no, no no one died, which okay. is uh, good, about the I guess, half right? of humanity in the snap? Ah, that's a different movie. I Th- feel like just... a lot of people died out. <laughs> this this is an ant ident- people. And I don't. Yeah, uh, if you consider th- extras people. Uh, that part was an addendum to a previous film. So, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I think, uh, yeah, like n- no one died, which is, is okay. good. And I don't know, I don't remember specifically why I put that down, right? But it, it just felt like, you know, the stakes were really high. You know, you had Ghost right there ready to do something like, hey, maybe Ghost could have died. And they're like, oh, no, I guess we got to keep her around. Like, Bill could have died. Like, he would have been a, a good character, I guess, to... Like as a throwaway character, right? Like, oh, he's the the um, mentor, and then at the end, she realizes, oh, he was just there to help me all along. Yeah. Uh, and then Janet, you know, saves her with the quantum energy and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's good. I'm trying to think of other MCU movies where no one died. Um, my it's best guess would be Spider-Man: Homecoming. No one died. That's You're right. Yeah, guess. no one died there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's a correct guess. Yeah, no one dies in that one. Editing Tony here to share that Shocker number one did die in Spider-Man Homecoming. He was accidentally killed by Tombs. Let's see. Uh, trying to think. Yeah, I'm sure there are others. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't think of any. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking like, you know, the the younger base ones. Like, hey, maybe in Miss Marvel, which is a movie, but like maybe Miss Marvel no one dies. But no, people literally turn to skeletons. <laughs> All the yes. gin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the other thing about this movie, this was another kind of heist movie, right? You, you still have that that trickery with the building with, with ghosts at the end. So similar to the first film, um, not yeah. as much of a heist. And then we, we'll get to the third film and like there's no heist at all. It's just standard superhero. No, it's, it film. is a heist. They say in the trailer that he has to steal that piece of the ship uh, of his quantum <laughs> ship. It's not really a heist. It's one scene. That's, but they say in the yeah. trailer. So it must be. 
Yeah, it's like 30 minutes into the film. It's a five-minute scene, and then they have the rest of the film. Yeah, no, it doesn't count. No. Well, it's okay because uh, Endgame is a heist, a time heist. Uh, that's that's unfortunately true, yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, and that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, anything else, Tony? Uh, nothing beyond asking you if we do Mew Mew before or after we rank the episode because I forget. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that section. Yes, we do that now. Without my hammer, I can't. Are you Thor, the god of hammers? What is the name of Thor's hammer? Mil... 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 Mjolnir? Jonathan? Darcy? Jane! Yeah. Sylvie! So, uh, I will go ahead and ask, Tony, do you think anyone in this film could, as part of this film specifically, Hmm? wield Mjolnir? 100%. Oh, okay. All right. I want to know who. Who Cassie could this Lang. person be? Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. And why? Why do you think that? Why do you think a nine-year-old, ten-year-old um, mm-hmm. is worthy of wielding Mjolnir uh, and worthy of the power of Thor? First of all, in some scroll episode, we need to, like, actually, like, you and I need to decide what constitutes the worthy, because this is, like, a conversation we we have every time, but we we haven't. (laughs) Um, Uh But uh, I would say that uh, it's being, uh, wanting to be a good person. She wants to be a hero. She wants Mm -hmm. to protect people. True. She's brave. She... Uh Uh, for the right reasons, and she, but she lies to an FBI agent to protect her father and to help mm-hmm. save. I'm assuming that's part of saving the city and saving Janet by lying. Okay, all right. Okay. Um, what are other qualities? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far I've disagreed with. I I personally disagree with like everything you say, but okay, all right. What? Um, <laughs> Cassie's not no. a good person. I, I, I will give you that part. Okay. I don't think that her decisions, I don't, I don't think that she's old enough to make those t- decisions, like to be trusted yet with that power. It's like, yeah, you can't do certain things until you're 18. I feel like Mjolnir is like, yeah, you can't wield the power of Mjolnir until you're oh, a certain well, age. I don't know what, I'm not going to uh, say Al, age. Al, I don't know. Yep. Al, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have one word to say to that. Vision. He was literally moments old. Minutes. Okay, mentally. The, you have to be a mentally a certain level. Not not an age, but like what we would equate to a human at the age of. Okay. Like, I think it's like, like mature content, right? I, I guess that does actually go off of an age. All right. Uh, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. I, I don't think I do. I don't think that's what... Uh, Odin was like, if he be worthy and older than 25 and able to rent a car, <laughs> will he be able to wield Mjolnir? <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's magic. It's in the fine print. He didn't have to say it. It's just assumed. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay. that, that's all, that's all what worthy I'm is. I'm going to stand with Cassie. You can disagree. Okay. Uh, do you think there's anyone who uh, is worthy of wielding Mjolnir in this one? Okay. Uh, I mean, my definition of wielding Mjolnir, right? Like you have to, uh, you have to have been through some stuff. Uh, you have to be, you know, self-sacrificing kind of dealio. Um, uh, you know, I guess the, the only two characters I can think of, um, 
possibly hope. I think hope maybe. Um, but we don't get enough. We, we never get enough like info of her as a mm-hmm. character to, to really say one or the other. Yeah. I think that's, that's why like we can say Janet also, but I don't think we get enough info yeah. in this. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Cause she was self-sacrificing. That's why she mm-hmm. ended up in the quantum realm. Um, I think it's possible that in the right in the right situation, Luis could have right. Like it depends. I'm I'm not saying maybe not in this situation, but like what we see of him here, I think it's theoretically possible we could see him wielding Mjolnir, and then he's like, "Whoa, hey, I have it!" And then it drops immediately. It's like, ah, nope, now he's not worthy anymore. Mm, He was boasting. I disagree with Mjolnir, hundred percent. Okay, all right, (laughs) (laughs) all right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think, Ugh. yeah, that's a future, maybe not next episode, but that's a future <laughs> scroll episode that we are going to establish one of the things. Maybe we'll like have like three or four different questions that we've recurred and we're going to have to establish what is worthy in MC Rewind's eyes for future mm-hmm. scroll episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Al. <sighs> Let's rank this episode by using our scoring. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Do you want to explain or should I explain how we do the scoring Uh, if... Oh, I'll go ahead and explain it. Um, it's Thank been a God. while, so okay. Oh God, no, right, I see. Neither of us remember how to do this. Okay. I remember a little bit, and <laughs> together we'll figure it out. All right. So the way we rate movies, rank our movies, um, we have five different categories: uh, protagonists, antagonists, humor, action, and last twelve percent. So Tony and I are each going to go one at a time, giving uh, between zero and five points. Uh, or one, one. I think, I think one. It, five uh, points. We have allowed. No, it's only the only category that can hit zero seems to be it's, looking at the rest of it. Is last twelve percent. <laughs> okay, got it. So, um, I mean, I think zero is fine, but I can't imagine giving anything uh, a zero. Yeah. Um, so anyway, basically, we're gonna give a score between one or five. Five being the highest uh, for each of these, and then mm-hmm. uh, last twelve percent is however many points we just want to give a movie. For miscellaneous reasons. So if you want to see the full history of uh, the order that we've given this, uh, these are already on our website, mcurewind.com. And then you can click the the movie rankings uh, tab in the top right-hand corner. And then you'll go ahead and, and see um, the full official MCU Rewind rankings of all of the MCU films that we have rewound. So so everything up until Ant-Man and the Wasp. I do want to mention, <laughs> just going back just a little bit, I know we're drawing this out, um... If we didn't give anything in Inhumans a zero, we don't do zeros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's okay. fair. Yeah, that I think you and I, when we were trying to figure that out, looked at the exact same category because yeah. <laughs> we gave a lot of ones for Inhumans. Yep. Uh, yeah, and just a reminder: uh, you're probably wondering why we did that for Inhumans. Technically, it was in the theaters. It was it was in IMAX for like one weekend. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's up there with an asterisk. But I think you can <laughs> guess. Well, where it is on the list. <laughs> I'll tell you guys, it's not up there with asterisk, it's down there with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, scroll. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. So very first category, protagonists. So uh, Tony, why don't you go first on this one? Right. Uh, what are you giving the protagonists score for Ant-Man and the Wasp? 
So our protagonists are uh, Scott Lang and Hope mm-hmm. Van Dyne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a lot about how disrespectful they've did Hope Van Dyne. She uh-huh. does. She has very little arc. She has great action, um, mm-hmm. but they don't do her any favors. She doesn't have a great arc at all, if if an arc at all. Um, and my problems with Scott is he's Paul Rudd not a character like he is like the same i love paul rudd i like he's very personable and i do like him but he's playing the same character he's played in every movie and show i've ever seen him in yeah, um that's true mm-hmm. so i I'm not, I'm not gonna give it a one it's not in humans level <laughs> but i am going to give it a two okay um so i also am giving it a two uh, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty much the same exact same reasons, right? Like, I, I do think Paul Rudd was great, but we got it, comparing this to the first Ant-Man film, it does feel like a downgrade in that, um, you know, the uh, like we're getting less characters, right? Like Luis, we love Luis because we loved him in the first film. Yeah, he's he's in this one for like a few scenes. He's, he's not that great, right? Um, stuff stuff like that is you know same thing with the other characters, right? Um, we've been complaining about Hope, like she's she's max level, like as a character, Hope mm. doesn't change in any of the three movies that we see her in, and this movie it feels like it's very strong because this is like the most we see her in all three of the yeah. films. So yeah, I I agree with that. I I'm also giving it a two. Yep. All right, moving on to our antagonists. Our, what do we think of our villains? Uh, Ghost and Sonny Birch. And Sonny Birch's henchman and Bill Foster, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first on, on this one. Um, so Ghost, cool cool concept of a character. Um, mm-hmm. I really like seeing Ghost fight, you know, the others fight Ant-Man, fight the Wasp, um, and seeing that, that cool action uh, interaction between those types of powers. Um, she had a good reason, I guess, for doing what she yeah. did. Uh, it was, it was, it was a cool background of the story. Um, but I, I feel like, like she was very one track minded and that's why mm-hmm. they like, they had to bring in Bill. Like, okay, we need another person here in, in a sense to like balance out the, the yeah. character. Like, um, to be fair, like as an audience, like, you do side with her a little bit, right? You're like, yeah, she she got dealt a really bad hand, um, and she, you know, ended up working for Shield Hydra. Well, Shield possibly mm-hmm. Hydra to a degree, um, all that stuff. Well, at the um, time they were one and the same, but yeah, uh, true, yeah, yeah. But you also don't know like how many people were Hydra that were giving her mission. It's it's a whole thing, right? You're right, you're right. Um, so a little one dimensional in, in terms mm-hmm. of the, the character. Um, still enjoyable, so still good. Um, and then Sonny Birch, God, ah, we, we talked about this in the first episode of, of our three, like, um, Walton Goggins, God, I just, I just love him. I, I have to give it <laughs> more, more points for him, but I also have to remove those exact same amount of points because we got so little of him in, yeah. in the movie. Um, and also when he was there, he was really just kind of, he, he wasn't bumbling, idiot in a sense like he, he's good at what yeah. he did but like like some like the, the characters just kind of get away because they have to right mm-hmm. in, in order to progress the story so again um i'm giving this a two like i was almost giving it a three but i had to round it i'm i'm rounding down to two yeah yeah um i could say the exact uh, echo exactly what you're saying um <laughs> yeah i do I think I like uh, Ava 
and I want to know more about Ava. We just didn't mm -hmm. get that. That's she is not the only reason, but she's one of the main reasons I'm looking forward to Thunderbolts because I want to know more about her character and what she's like when she's not completely desperate like this. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get that. I do think it's a uh, waste of Walter Goggins. Like, I hope he comes back. I hope it's not a waste. Like, he's in this universe now and he can come back. But if this is the only time we see him, this is a waste of Walter Goggins. So. Uh, Walton. W-A-L-T-O-N. Yep. Well, Walton. You know, he's they wasted him so bad, I don't remember his first name. <laughs> that's, I blame that's, that. That's fair. I also thought his name was Walter for years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the humor. I mean, this is where the Ant-Man movies shine uh, compared mm -hmm. to some of the other MCU. Um, yep. I'll go first on this one. Uh, there are parts that made me laugh. We did talk about the the ants being eaten by the seagulls. I did enjoy that. Mm -hmm. um, it is a funny... Uh, yeah, I'm. I don't know. Was it? It's funny. I like uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo. He was great. Uh, Paul Rudd, despite the the fact, like I said, he's not playing mm -hmm. a character. He's playing himself. He's still entertaining. L Luis, my, uh, to Michael Pena, uh, mm -hmm. is also hilarious. I'm. I will give credit to this one. I'm going to give this a. F I'm like stuck between a three and a four because it's not like there are. F I'm going to give it a three because like. Think about like okay. Guardians of the Galaxy is funnier. Thor Ragnarok is funnier. Um, mm -hmm. The first two Avengers movies are even funnier at some points. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I can't, I can't give it a four. Uh, okay, that's that's yeah. fair. Uh, I am, however, giving it a four. Okay. Um, I I thought this was, I thought it was, it still had a lot of good humor. You know, I was still laughing rewatching the film. Mm -hmm. Um. It's definitely not. It's definitely not a five. You know, we've given fives to to others that were were yeah. funnier. You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the first Ant Man, definitely got a five from both of us. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this this is uh, unfortunately, like I said, every every aspect of it is, I think, not as good as the as the previous one, as the first Ant Man film. Yeah, and humor is like the main reason for the Ant Man films. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right. All right, so, so let's move on, on to, to action as we both sit here, wait for the other person to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, do you want to start with action? I did the last one first. So, what do you think yeah, of the sure. action movie? Yeah. Um. So the action, actually, I did think the action was done really well. Like we keep mm -hmm. talking about, um, you know, about the the fighting between ghost and you know ant characters, right? Shrinking, growing, but also just the characters shrinking and growing. Uh, the first yeah. fight scene with Hope um, mm -hmm. fighting uh, um, Sunny Birch's go oh, goons. Yeah, yeah. yeah my bad. Yeah, yeah. For that. like that. That was really cool. That mm -hmm. was done well. You know, the the salt shaker growing and everything. Um, I thought, I thought that was great. Um, so yeah, I uh, um, hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm debating actually because I you know four uh, or five. Like I might go up to five. I'm. <clears throat> okay. I mean, well, because yeah, it go, wasn't. I don't oh, want to influence yeah. you. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not gr a gratuitous amount of of action, right? Like that's that's the thing. Like when we watch it, it's it actually it makes sense to to the scene. It's, um, uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to give it a four. Like thinking about it a little bit more. Overall, four out of five. All right. Okay, I'm just I'm scrolling up and looking to see what movies did we give fives for. 
And I'm just <laughs> like, the Avengers movies, all the Avengers movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Black fair. Panther. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't give... I, I'm surprised I didn't give Thor Ragnarok 5 out of 5. Uh, Captain, Mikkel's, Captain America Civil War. Um, yeah, these are all like epic epic action stuff and it's just like this was great i did like the creativity i did like it's more than just people punching and shooting at each other um and their powers are so different they bounce off of each other differently uh uh-huh. very well but yeah it wasn't there was like oh i laughed or oh that's cool but there's no no holy crap moment of seeing the uh, the single shot in the Avengers, or like right now, I'm thinking about we didn't give it five, we only give it four, or I only give it four. But Thor, the bridge scene is probably one of my favorite action scenes in the all MCU. And if I didn't give that five, I cannot give Ant Man five. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm giving it four. Okay, all right, cool. So we're the same on that. All right. Uh, so yeah, now we're on our final uh, category. This is the last twelve percent. This is however many mm-hmm. points we want to give between zero and five for whatever miscellaneous reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. So Tony, uh, any any points you want to give yeah. this film? I think I'm going to give it one extra point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the use of supporting cast, especially the ex cons, was like pitch perfect. <laughs> not too much, okay. not too little. I gave him props last episode that they only used Luis's like recap scene uh, that they use, I think, two or three times in the first <laughs> Ant Man movie. They only used it once, which showed great restraint. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. going to give it one extra. I can't think of anything else that they went. Oh, Jimmy Woo also, but he's part of the supporting cast. I don't can't think of anything else uh, that I would give extra points for in this one. Yeah, and I'm. I'm also going to give it one point for pretty much the same thing, right? Like I, I thought that, you know, what they worked with, they, they, they exceeded like really well, like they, but they also had a really good, the rest of the cast, right? You, you got, you got kind of some big names, right? You got, um, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer coming in, Um, you know, you got Walton Goggins who, Mm -hmm. like I keep saying, I I love that actor. I think he's great. Um, Yeah. All all of that stuff. So yeah, one more point. All righty. So um, after all of that in um, combined, we have given this film a total of 25 points. Now, what that means is we have to look at this at uh, everything. So, Tony, are you going to make the change yeah, or should I'll I make, make the change. change? I got it. OK, cool. All right. So this means that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is now uh, ranked at number 17 in our list of the 21 films that we have. Yeah, so it landed uh, pretty much where I thought it would, as in, there's, you know, the worst Marvel movies, at least of the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, The Dark World, Iron Man 2, and Incredible Hulk, and Inhumans, which is there with an asterisk. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, like, this is right above, this above that, is below the first Thor movie, but above Thor, The Dark World. Um, and it's like, yeah, I completely agree. It is, it's personally, you know, my least favorite of the, at least Infinity Saga. Um, but it's like, subjectively, it's not 
worse than Thor, Dark World, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Redding Humans. So it's like, I'm happy with this placing. If this ended up in, like, in the Iron Man, Iron Man 3 range, I would be like, <laughs> what the heck is wrong with you, Al, for giving you so many points? So, because <laughs> I wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, and just a reminder, the Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, oh, yeah. uh, Iron Man 3 is our 12th placing. So it's right in the center. Yep. Uh, the first Iron Man film is, is the 13th, right? So they're, they're right next to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I think, um, you know, I, I know when I first saw the movie, I, um, you know, I, I loved it because, you know, it was new. It was fresh. You know, I hadn't seen it uh, before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved it in the moment. And then I never really went back to it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. And, and this is why, because it's not. Like it's 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 still enjoyable, right? If if I'm scrolling through TV channels and this is on, and I just need some background noise for half an hour, yeah, totally. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. it's great at a minimum for that, right? Like, and maybe I will end up just sitting there watching it. Maybe I'll leave it on afterwards, right? Um, it's it's definitely not a not a bad film, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's an enjoyable to a point. All right, I think it's time to wrap it up, Al. After an hour and awesome. a half of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Yeah, these these th- that always happens. All right, cool. So, uh, yeah, this is it. This has been uh, our rewind of Ant Man and the Wasp. So, uh, please join us next week. We will be doing one of our scroll episodes, uh, and then after that week, we will go into season two of Iron Fist. So, we're going to be doing uh, those ten episodes, uh, and then after that episode of uh, <laughs> after that. 10 of, of uh, Iron Fist, we'll have a scroll episode, and then we'll have 13 episodes for Season 3 of Daredevil, and then moving on. So if you want to see the full schedule uh, of uh, our, our tentative schedule, uh, you can go to our website, mcurewind.com, and you can click on the, the schedule button in the top right corner. Uh, I do not think that as of me saying this right now, it is up to date. I promise I will update it uh, at some point. I think I said that the last time, uh, and it looks like I was wrong. Whoops, but this time, this time I... I I um, Al, Al is giving a vague oh, promise that he may or may not live up to. What Tony said. <laughs> and in the meantime, please follow us on some form of social media. We are at MCU underscore rewind. I am please, pretty, pretty please give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Um, and I'll tell you what, if I don't put the t- schedule up there, give us a rating, five stars, of course, telling us to put the schedule up there. And that will definitely happen. We will definitely yes, put the... That is 100% true. <laughs> if we yeah. get a review and it says, hey, you're perfect, but you need to update your schedule, that will kick Alan the gear. Yep, that will definitely <laughs> that mean That means someone cares. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. to get down. I'm-